Welcome to another episode of Was It Good? I am your host, Krishna, and I am filling in for Ravi, who unfortunately is a little bit under the weather. Uh, I am joined by Arjuna. Uh, we I, are self-producing I'm Arjuna. today. Arjuna. <laughs> he's an he's an Arjuna. Uh, anyway, we've got an action-packed episode lined up for you yeah, today. We do. Yeah, Star Wars celebration is right around the corner. We have a bunch of uh, Star Wars news that just dropped. Uh, we have a bunch of other news around Marvel, uh, Stranger Things, and then me and Arjuna also have a couple of pitchers pitches. We're gonna pitch each other pitch each other on uh, various movies that are about to come out uh, that we both were able to see beforehand so that's pretty exciting uh arjuna how's it going oh you know it's kind of like overcast a little a little chilly here in sunny los angeles you want to you want to hear something crazy um so it is you know uh the third week in may so we're about to hit june you know in about a week and a half i i i've just recently moved to denver it is snowing right now it is snowing we are expected to get eight to ten inches of snow over the next uh yeah, How from many? today into tomorrow. So, Krishna, you lived in you've li- you lived in California for six, seven years, six years. Uh, six so, years. I assume you got rid of most of your winter clothing over those six years. So, like, are you now reacquiring new winter clothing? So, luckily, I I kept some right. So, obviously, nice. before uh, LA, I was in New Hampshire, so I had a lot of winter stuff from there. So, I kept some, um, but not a whole lot. So. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, anyway, let's ju- let's jump into this. So, next week is a big week for us and for many Star Wars fans. We have Star Wars Celebration uh, coming up, and we will actually be there doing this podcast on Thursday at five PM Pacific Pacific time. So, if you're in the area, come check us out. But Juno, right off the bat, how excited on a scale of one to a million are you for this uh, podcast? Uh excitement's high nervous nerves are also high uh definitely yep. a little nervous but like i think it'll be a lot of fun like we've been doing this podcast for four years this p- specific podcast we've been podcasting together for over six years uh and honestly our, the podcast is just a continuation of our own brothership relationship of across many many decades at this point so you know it's kind <laughs> of old hat like at this that. point we we all have our respective roles and the buttons that we push of each other. And I think if we just kind of replicate that and, you know, ignore the noise, um, we'll be good. You know, uh, I used to do a lot of stage performances in the middle and high school. Mm. And I, I'm definitely, you know, I'm extroverted in a lot of ways, but I'm also like not, I also get nervous in front of a lot of people. And so the way I would always combat that was just kind of focus in on what's in front of you and, and don't look out into everything that is in front of you, right? You're just... You're doing what is in front of you. You're talking to the people that are on stage with you, and that's the world that kind of exists, and you have to kind of create this barrier if nothing else is there. So uh, I yeah. think as long as we do that, we'll be fine, and it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. You know, I'm excited. You know, Celebration was really, really fun, the one that we went to three years ago in Chicago. Uh, Star Wars is kind of uh, our most uh, beloved shared experience, I would say. So it'll be nice to celebrate with you guys once again. Um doing that and then also just like coming off of you know you know previewing really the most beloved you know one of the most beloved star wars characters uh kind of debuting uh on disney plus i think is exciting um for sure obviously the mandalorian has been a huge success for star wars but i think to now tap into like obi-wan is just kind of the next step for like star wars to keep up with marvel um in terms of just this this internal content wars that (laughs) disney is happening yeah Feels that's like. a that's a perfect perfect segue. I, I think the biggest it seems like the feeling is the biggest thing around celebration in Star Wars right now is the Obi Wan uh, show that is, or the Kenobi yeah. show that's about to drop. And uh, obviously, we'll be talking a, a lot more in depth when we're actually at Star Wars Celebration. But real quick, let's uh, you know what do you what do you what's the what's the top thing that you're looking forward to in that show? I mean, for me, it's got to be it's got to be. Uh, uh, Obi Wan versus Vader, Part Two, the lightsaber duel. You know, you, so I'm you're exci- curious you're to see how they that. do that. I am excited for that. Yeah, I know a lot of a lot of people aren't, or maybe they're on the fence. But just the excitement that both Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen are putting out about reprising their roles as older actors. 
um, gives me hope that they're going to have fun with it. It's going to be fantastic. So I am excited. So it, it's actually pronounced Ewan. You know, I've been looking up some pronunciation. Guys what? Just to make sure we, uh, you know, I've always heard Ewan and Ewan and Wooin. All right, I, th- I've been, I thought it was Ewan. It's Ewan. Uh, <laughs> or Ewan. So that's, something, that's also something we should, you know, get straight before our, our podcast <laughs> next Thursday. Yeah, what if he, what if he uh, walks by the, <laughs> the, the podcast stage and it's like, you motherfuckers. Exactly. Anyway, sorry. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I think that's definitely the most intriguing part of the show. I think that's going to make or break it to be quite honest in terms of how they do it um, and how they really focus in on that fight, right? Because I think for most Star Wars fans, the understanding was the fight between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, they hadn't seen each other and fought each other. You know, Vader has the line that, you know, I've grown more powerful since the last time, you know, the last time that we fought. And, uh, you know, Obi has the amazing line of, if you strike me down now, I'll become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. Um you know, so I, I do imagine, and what's always interesting about prequels and in-between quills and, and stuff where you know the fate of all these characters, right? You know the history before and after. It's like this in-between time you don't know. You can help really re- recontextualize and elaborate on story that already exists. And, and Star Wars has a history of doing that really well, obviously. Like the prequel trilogy, for example, goes back in time and you know the fate of a lot of these characters already but it adds more contextualization clone wars then even went back and did that with the prequel trilogy rebels did that with the original trilogy you know what i'm saying so i think this obi-wan show will continue to do that and it's a real strength of star wars in general so i'm just excited to kind of see how that all comes together and just adding more flavor to kind of the the core original movies because that's what all the shows and all the you know supplementary seems derogatory of a term to say but all the additional content does you know clone wars makes the prequel trilogy exponentially better rebels makes Mm -hmm. the you know prequel and the original trilogy exponentially better rogue one right makes a new hope exponentially better because you have even if it's just the tiniest plot detail you have all of this rich history that is there now um and new contextualization so that's what i'm excited for most it's like how does it not necessarily change the canon but enhance the canon and make those movies even more powerful which is which is Mm. like i said i think it's like a strength of star wars where they they can kind of take their pillars of movies and like we can surround all this information around it and you don't need any of it by the way right you can still enjoy the movies as they are but if you watch and consume all this other stuff, the movies are just that much more powerful. Absolutely. And, and again, we're going to be getting uh, way more into this uh, next week at Star Wars Celebration. Uh, Ravi will be with us, so I'm sure he'll have thoughts. So you definitely don't want to miss that. Um, but let's now jump even further into the future of Star Wars. So uh, a lot of uh, interesting tidbits uh, kind of drops. We've got a few new shows details and shows that we already knew that were coming um but let's start with this uh this mystery show um apparently that's coming from john watts who directed uh the new spider-man trilogy what we know so far it seems that it's going to be an 80s kind of a vibe in the in the realm of like goonies um and it's gonna be a coming of age story so do we do we know anything more than that is it you know, what do we what do we know so far? Is that all we know? That's all I've seen so far. Personally. Yeah, I think that's really all that's been said. It's a lot of this information comes from the Vanity Fair cover um, that was done recently on Star Wars, I think on Tuesday or Wednesday of this week. And that's the that thing was, with that with that crazy photo shoot, right? With. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 It's, you know, Vanity Fair normally gets to kind of these big kind of photo shoots that they, they do for shows and they get some like interview access and, you know, some tidbits come out and whatnot. And they do that for like the big, big shows. Right. They'll do the the Game of Thrones spreads and the, you know, these Obi-Wan spreads, the Marvel, the big like Avengers spreads and, and whatnot. You know, I'm sure like Indiana Jones 5 will get the same treatment or or something like that. But uh I, I think from what I understand of this this show, and I think we can look back to Watts' Spider-Man trilogy, it's really focusing in on that, like, you know, teen, rom com you know, buddy type of adventure, right? That's that's kind of the sensibilities he brought into Spider-Man, and I kind of expect him to do, this, do something similar to this. Um, what's interesting about the timing of the news is Watts was, for a long time, connected as the director for the Marvel Fantastic Four movie, um, but it was only recently announced that he had stepped down. So 
Um, it's because they it's because they killed Mister Fantastic already in uh, in Doctor Strange. So a lot of negative, a lot of negative uh, <laughs> reviews on John Krasinski as Mister Fantastic, despite him being the fan casting. A lot of people didn't like his performance. So. Oh wow, too wooden maybe. It, it, it did. It did. I did find it real quick. Quick aside, quick tangent. It did seem a little wooden, like uh, you know, a little bit monotone. I was well. You know, I, I was like, as Elizabeth, choice. right? As Elizabeth Olsen proved, like they were all not there on the same day. She's like, I've never <laughs> met John Krasinski, and it's like, oh, you killed him. <laughs> yeah, I get, and uh, you know, uh, it, it must be a lot harder to act uh, across nothing, right? Like if 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 there is no Wanda there to act or no Stephen Strange to act across, maybe your performance is doomed to be wooden. I mean, but. this is why Daniel Radcliffe really struggled in the early Harry Potter movies. You know, Dobby was just an orange <laughs> on a pencil. So it's tough. You know, it's tough. Oh, it's tough man. when those types of things happen. But um, yeah, but, but, but yeah. real quick, I do have a yeah, a real quick question yeah. on this. So John Watts obviously has been pulled from Fantastic Four. Now he's getting this uh, Star Wars show. Um, what did, uh, maybe I'm reading too much into this, but does this say something uh, at large about the state of Marvel versus the state of Star Wars, um, or is it just they thought this is the right guy for this project? You know, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, you know, I think I don't I don't know if the two are linked as closely as like we want to think that they are. You know, I, I bet and we've heard this a lot with Marvel and Star Wars too, right? You know, creative differences. Um Yeah. Colin uh Tresnoff, the guy who did Jurassic World, was originally attached to episode nine, right? Duel and there was the original script that came out called like Duel of the Fates, which was a very different Star Wars movie that kind of like went into more of the mystical aspects of the Force, right? Um, and that's that type of stuff need. happens, and and like I, I I bet with like John Watts, especially like Fantastic Four now coming back under the MCU umbrella and and being integrated into this universe, he probably had his own ideas. There are different ideas for the movie, and it just doesn't work out. Even even like Doctor Strange, which Sam Raimi took over, you know, uh, Scott Dickerson, the original director, you know, left because like he wanted to do more of a horror movie, and they're like, no, we're gonna do, you know, spoiler alert for Doctor Strange in, in the Multiverse of Madness, but they said we're gonna do an Illuminati movie, uh, and Ooh. and I, I assume that's kind of <laughs> oh, where dear. the disconnect happened, and maybe you know <laughs> something similar with Fantastic Four, maybe. Watts wanted to cast his own Fantastic Four, and they're like, no, Krasinski's coming in. And he's like, well, if I can't, you know, he probably quoted Bill Parcells. He's like, I can't cook the meal if I can't, you know, pick the ingredients or shop for the ingredients. Wow. So that's all pure speculation on my part, by the way. All probably completely wrong. But I think what it says about Star Wars, and I think um, Kathleen Kennedy, a Q&A with her the next day had come out with Vanity Fair, and she had some really illuminating quotes. But one thing she generally said was. Yes, she did. She said, we're looking for someone with a big commitment to Star Wars. She said, the issue we have right now is, you know, a lot of the directors and the creatives we want are so busy. You know, they have this deal and that deal. You know, she talked about Ryan Johnson, for example, who they want to do a trilogy of movies with. And and she's like, we're still doing that. It's just it's going to take a long time because Star Wars isn't like you can come in for a year and then go away. It's like it's a three, four, five year commitment. That's kind of the way they look at their production, right? Versus Marvel, I think, is such a machine, you know, you can come in and you can come out because you have like a Kevin Feige and the producers at hand who can shepherd the story. And I think what Star Wars is looking for is they're just looking to kind of tell cool and interesting stories. It's not like they have to follow. They don't have to follow something necessarily. They're not like building up to a phase. They're just trying to tell cool stories within this universe at this point. Um, and I think that that's what they want. And Watts, maybe either he had this idea or if his idea was pitched and they thought he was the right person. But I do like that Star Wars is intentionally trying to do new stories. You know, you have this, you have the Acolyte, which is going to be like 100 years mm. before. Um, so it's just like exploring new times and also different genres is, is cool within this universe. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I it is cool. It's definitely cool. Um, and obviously, when you have a galaxy full of planets and people and events, uh, you could tell any story you want. And it's sort of, and we've said that now about superhero movies, right? Like, right, the superhero, absolutely. the superhero is more of this overview 
that you can tell any story with. So you brought up Acolyte. Uh, Acolyte uh, is, is set 100 years before Phantom Menace, and it's, gonna, it's being billed as a mystery thriller, uh, which is really cool. That's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's an interesting idea. My only... And it's not even... A, it's not even like a, a huge issue. It's just I, I hope we don't get, you know, and I don't think we will, but like these generic like body cop stories or, you know, a, a generic yeah. mystery or a generic coming of age story. And it's just, you know, you slap a Star Wars sticker on it and here we go. I don't think we will. The the people they've got running the thing and the directors they have, uh, they seem like really passionate and like really creative. So I'm sure, you know, like Mandalorian, I think is a is a wonderful example. Like, um, it, it, that is built as like a western, right? A western fantasy, and it's still very Star Wars. So, th- I guess my my hope is that we don't lose the Star Wars as we start to delve into these really uh, you know cool stories. Um, but uh, I am definitely excited for Acolyte. I mean, it's uh, as I said, it's set a hundred years before the Phantom Menace, during sort of the Golden Age of the Jedi, which is a really intriguing area. Uh, period, I should say. And it's uh, an area of Star Wars that hasn't been mined too much. Obviously, we've gotten some of the books um, uh, that have come out around you know that era, uh, that era. So this is like the richest, and I think Ravi said, I think Ravi said it multiple times, that this is a, an era of Star Wars that he says he hopes that Disney focuses more on. And now we're starting to get, we're starting to get into that. Um, we grew up with the game, the video game KOTOR, Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, again, set in a very similar era. Not canon anymore, but... Um, right, that I'd was like 10,000 years. See. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's 10,000 years. Um, and, you know, so I'm, I'm curious to see how they meld some of this as well, like uh, Star Wars Legends with the new stuff that Disney's doing. Um, but Acolyte should be really interesting. Uh, any any other details on that that you picked up on other than uh, I think I think what, what I really like uh, and some of the, the some of the things they talked about was like if you think about the Jedi Order in the prequel trilogy right this is like mm. a very powerful organization that become generals and then are like pretty easily overthrown right they have a po- like the Emperor sitting right in the city that they inhabit in Coruscant right. Um, so I think that I think all of that is super interesting and will be kind of cool to track um, and see, you know, like Yoda. It's funny, like when you look at the discourse of Yoda, right? I was like, oh, he's such a good green guy. But it's like Yoda's kind of responsible for a lot of this shit that goes down. He's the grand master. He is the master Jedi. And all this goes down on his watch. Like he, he lets, lets Palpatine fester. And, and like there has to be more to that story. Right. Like it, that just that doesn't just happen. Right, like what w- what led to the Jedi Order falling so far to be like we're going to be generals in war, right? And so I think maybe part of this show will kind of um, examine that. And I-, I think what I the thing I've really liked most about Star Wars in recent years is this exploration that like it's not just Jedi good, Sith bad, right? There's more of this yeah. gray, and like the Jedi Order like really, really fucked up. Like they, like, <laughs> and, and a lot of that happens pre episode one. Like the fact yeah. that it's in the state that it is is why everything happens the way it happens. If the if the Jedi were to a T what they said they were going to be, this wouldn't have happened. So it's like, how did that happen? And how does this? How did that all come to be? Let me let me ask you let me ask you a question um, yeah. because you're you're absolutely right, right? And uh, I love that you brought all of that up um, because I really hope it's something that they explore. And it sounds like it. It sounds like from the article that I read, the Deadline article, that that's exactly what they're going to be doing, exploring how the the groundwork was laid in the previous hundred years. Let me ask you this. Star Wars is being run by some pretty smart people. And, you know, it seemed to me that, you know, they want to connect things, right? And if you look to my, look to my left here, I've got this... Uh, he was named Baby Yoda, uh, you know, and now we know his name is Grogu. Baby Yoda. And we're still a little in the dark on his origins. Yeah. Now, when we first, I think as soon as we saw him in episode one of Mandalorian, the internet exploded with theories on his lineage and where he came from. And a lot of people brought up this idea that 
Yoda, this grandmaster, this master Jedi, as you put it, grandmaster Jedi. And then also, if you think back to episode one, we saw a couple shots of this other uh, Jedi master on the council Yaddle. named Yaddle, named Yaddle, you know. So, you know, let's just, I'm going to throw out a bold prediction. Bold prediction. This is 100 years before uh, The Phantom Menace. I think Acolyte, part of Acolyte, is going to explore a forbidden romance between Yoda and Yaddle that would lead to 50 years down the road, since Yoda is, I mean, Grogu is 50 years old at the time of Mandalorian. So, like 60, 50 or 50, 60, 60, yeah. 50, 60 years, uh, leads to maybe a uh, forbidden tryst. And as we know, uh, in the Jedi uh, Order, um, romantic attachment is forbidden. So who's to say that perhaps love blinded Yoda? It's fun. And uh, maybe laid the, the, fa- the groundwork. It's a fun theory, but one thing you just said that makes me hope that they don't do that is it, it just sounds too much like Marvel. Well, I want Star Wars to not have sure. to feel like to force everything needs to connect to everything, right? Because like, that's become the totally. expectation for Marvel, and then when it doesn't happen, like you just can't enjoy the product for what it is. Um I think part of the reason I really like the Mandalorian is because, yeah, there are some connections here and there, but it's still like its own thing. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's the power of Star Wars. Like there are these connections and you can enjoy some of that stuff, but it's also like Clone Wars is really enjoyable because it does deepen that stuff, but it's also a really good show. It's like one of the greatest arcs in that is the Mortis arc, right? When they go to the planet and that has nothing to do with anything you really ever see again. Like it's never referenced before or after, but it's just a really good piece of storytelling. (laughs) Yeah. You know, (laughs) conveniently, right? The the, Uh, the convenient device of, you know, um, you all uh, forgot. Amnesia. (laughs) Yeah. You all forgot, which is great, (laughs) but, and it is wonderful. Perfect. (laughs) No, but that, but that's what I, like, I just hope for, for good stories. Like the reason I love KOTOR was because it was just a good story and it was just a fun game, right? Like, you got to be a Jedi or a Sith and build your own star team and, you know, roam, roam the galaxy and do whatever the hell you wanted. Cause and that's, uh, yeah, and that's, that's the, that's the beauty of star Wars. So, uh, I think that would be cool though. Like it would be cool to see a younger Yoda who makes some mistakes, mm. especially because like within the movies, he's obviously presented as this like infallible creature who was just like pure good and everything. But there's a lot of evidence around him that, uh, he, his his decision making uh, kind of sucks. It's not great. And a potential a potential love child running around too. I'm t- I'm, just I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna harp on that for a while. Uh, and also, we all know Darth Jar Jar is the one who probably influenced him to fall to the darks. So, you know, to, to what if bad. what if Acolyte has Jar Jar Binks like he like Gungans? We don't know like the aging mechanisms of Gungans. Uh, That's true. I mean, probably there's That's some, true. probably sure there's something there, but like maybe if Gungans have like hundreds of years of lifespan. Which, well, uh, and we know from the book, I believe, uh, the novel Aftermath, that Jar Jar is alive during at least, I think, The Force Awakens, because he's on, he's on Naboo as a clown, like as a right. street performer, like a loser, basically, an outcast. Um, so that would point to a picture that they live, you know, a decent amount of time. So who knows? Right. Maybe. I, and time um, travel is canon in Star Wars. No, no, no. It, it's more like... Uh, is it actual time travel or is it more like consciousness No, because Ahsoka, Ahsoka jumps two years. <laughs> like, she literally go Like, you know. Yeah, I got to rewatch. I got to re- I gotta brush up on, the, on that, that whole thing. Because uh, I remember being very angry when it was introduced. Because I was like, I really hope... I think it was like weeks before. Maybe months before. I was like... As long as Star Wars doesn't touch time travel, we're good. And yeah. then they did, and now it's like, oh, now they can change everything. Um, speaking, true. yeah, speaking of Ahsoka, uh, what news drops? I actually didn't see this. What news dropped around Ahsoka, if there was any? The, oh, the no, new, no news really dropped around Ahsoka. The only thing that just recently was said about Ahsoka was they just started filming, um, oh. like production, like filming is is well underway. Um, and that show is going to come in 2023 and, uh, people are just excited for it. You know, um, what was officially confirmed was you and McGregor's, uh, girlfriend slash wife. Um, 
is oh has been cast is been cast in the show. People a lot of people think she'll be playing. Um, I forget what character people think she's going to be playing. Um, but a lot of people are excited for that show. There there is an actress obviously that's been um, cast as Sabine Wren. You know the Mandalorian uh, who teams up with Ahsoka obviously at the end of Rebels. You know, people are kind of waiting for Ezra and General Thrawn's castings. Like, we know Thrawn's coming. He's been name-dropped in The Mandalorian. Like, kind of would be an upset if there was an Ahsoka show that wasn't about Thrawn. Especially, like, that's the tease yeah. you left at the end of Mandalorian. You think there's something there, obviously. Um, and uh, also, if you're, gonna, if you're casting Ezra, you better cast Thrawn. Because the last right. time we saw Ezra, he was blasting off into the outside of the galaxy with Blast Thrawn. Blast off! So yeah, it would be weird if, yeah, it'd be weird if they didn't cast. Him. And I will say, unless this, like, two thousand nineteen Chicago Comic Con, we saw a large, yep, large, um, what's the name? Uh, you know, like a mural, picture. a mural, right? Mur- yeah. Of all these Star Wars characters, and we saw a rendering of Thrawn that looked just like Pierce Brosnan. It, it was Pierce Brosnan with blue skin and red eyes, yeah. AKA. Pierce Brosnan is Thrawn. I feel James like he's Bond too. I feel like he's too old Thrawn. to play Thrawn, though. At this point, well, you know, with the with the blue uh, CGI or and or prosthetic makeup, you easily de-age him fifty years. Yeah, but Done. he is. But Thrawn's also supposed to be a, a master martial artist. CGI. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can mix up anything with CGI. Yeah, you're right. You're uh, right. My bad. My mistake. Yeah. Uh, real quick, a couple other, th- uh, one other show we should probably t- touch on real quick is the Andor show. Um, and uh, that's supposed to be coming around in that. a few months. Yeah. Yeah, a few months. So uh, it's supposed to be uh, supposedly it's a story of a migrant and how that changes a man, uh, a man who gives makes the ultimate sacrifice. Unfortunately, we we know his ending. You know, so the mystery of where he ends up, is, there is no mystery. We know how it ends, and I know that irks Ravi a little bit. Uh, but it's a story of a migrant, and perhaps that will play into, you know, what allows him to make that ultimate sacrifice. But I think even, you know, also maybe just as uh, interesting is in the show, there's going to be a parallel story of Mon Mothma, uh, who uh, is sort of this like mysterious graceful figure that we've seen um, that we saw the leader, in the original leader of the rebellion you know leader of the rebellion we saw in return of the jedi and then most recently in um rogue one rogue one thank you uh along with uh what's his face jimmy schmitz uh bail organa bail so yeah so uh so that's interesting i'm curious to see how those yeah. two things uh align and i guess it makes sense right like um Mon Mothma was in Rogue One, which is also where we saw Andor the first time. So, you know, they're probably, maybe she's what gets him to join the Rebellion. And yeah, I, I'm, sh- I'm sure it's going to explore a lot of that, um, you know. And what's interesting about Star Wars is, I mean, besides the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy, everything is a prequel. Yeah. Like uh, yeah, never, you're right. <laughs> they don't break. They haven't broken new story in a lot. Like between the original and sequel uh, trilogies, when they actually broke new story that was going into a quote unquote unknown future. You know what I'm saying? Like everything wow. else. Like the the basis of Star Wars is to fill in the gaps of stuff, right? Like yeah, Rogue One was yeah. to fill in gaps. Cassian is now to fill in gaps of his character or Andor is to fill in Cassian gaps of Rogue One. You know what I'm saying? Like everything is a a prequel of some type like that has been like we talked about earlier like just part of the dna and the strength of star wars it's like here's the stuff and now here's why it's important versus like marvel like take marvel for example that's like here here's all the little stuff and then we're gonna get to the big thing we build up to the avengers and star wars is like here's the avengers and now here's why there was the avengers yeah, that's uh, really interesting. Uh, my mind blew a little bit that uh, almost everything in Star Wars is a prequel of some kind. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind true. of hilarious. Uh, uh, speaking of prequels, um, real quick, Bad Batch season two. There's going to be a time jump. Do we know yeah, how much so of a time jump? At least a few years. Uh, there Holy was an article, shit! There's an article that recently came out that said that um, 
someone had you know there had been the early renderings and there's there's different definitely age jumps of uh of the characters specifically um, omega everyone's favorite character o- omega so omega. that will be interesting to see especially because like where we left off in the canon of bad batch you know it, it had only been a few months after the fall of uh you know order 66 and the fall of the jedi you know how far in the future we're gonna go i have no idea but it would be kind of cool like if every season it's like a bit of a time jump right like we're a few years ahead and then a few years ahead and maybe we catch up to like the mandalorian and some other stuff and and that's just connecting the dots of like this is a filoni show you know the mandalorian and like that mando verse of like ahsoka and stuff are also filoni shows so maybe there's the connective tissue within those stories um to kind of connect those and and see how they connect and and where they go yeah yeah i'm so curious because i i really thought bad batch season two was going to leave up like maybe a month or two a couple months maybe after the end of the last you know of the first season um i will say though this idea of a few year long time jump makes me more excited for the bad batch season two because it means that we're going to get slightly different characters. We're going to get the same characters, but they're going to be different, as you said. They're going to be slightly aged up. Um, and that, to me, complicates things, right? It, we're gonna, they're going to have been doing things. Uh, Crosshair, last we left him, who's, I think, the most interesting part of Bad Batch. You know, a very uneasy sort of, you know, going in opposite direction. They didn't kill each other. But they weren't allies, so right. g- allowing a few years of that festering, yeah, uh, or, you know, of that of that un- uneasy. You assume he's not going to chase them either anymore. Like if he lets them exactly, go, it's like he's not yeah. actively trying to kill them. Yeah, so that's why it's very curious. I'm, I'm so curious to to see um, to see that, and then also, you know, we just we we finished with the Book of Boba season one. Maybe the only season. I don't know. The the Book of Boba. And so, you know, perhaps a time jump allows these characters to run into simultaneously uh, an older Boba from what we've seen in the animated stuff. Uh, and then episode two, but a younger Boba from Book of Boba. Um, so very curious. Very I am curious. It's, a good, it's a good decision, I think. As we um, do know, as we sort of learned in the flashbacks in Book of Boba that... You know, it was only a few days after Return of Jedi that he emerged from the pit, and then he was just stuck on Tatooine training with the Sand People. So who knows <laughs> who came to Tatooine at that time? Yeah, very interesting creative decisions, and that's all we will say about that. Yes, go uh, listen to our Book of Boba pods for more info. There you go. There you go. In fact, just watch, just listen to the last one, and you'll get pretty much the whole thing. Uh, let's transition uh, from Star Wars uh, for a second here to. Uh, a, a, a section of the podcast we haven't done in a while. Uh, we call it the 60-second pitch. And we're not bringing you one 60-second pitch. We're bringing you two 60-second second pitches. Say that five times fast. Uh, and we've got a real treat. The, these are two movies that are upcoming. They're going to be released in the next week or two. Uh, I know... Uh, they're both being released on the same day, May 27th. 27th. Yeah. Damn. It, one week from today, you'll be able to watch both of these movies. And the goal here is I'm going to pitch you Top Gun Maverick and Arjuna will be pitching Bob's Burgers, the movies. And we should just do we should just do a direct, you know, head to head based on these two pitches. You'll have to decide which one to spend your time and money to go see. All right, Christian, um, you can start in three, two, one, go. Top Gun Maverick brings back aging icon superstar Tom Cruise. Do you like intensity? Then you're going to love Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick is a perfect blend of the intensity of a war movie like Dunkirk with the fun and action of all those 80s movies that you love, including Top Gun, Commando, all that good stuff. When I say intense, I mean intense. You're, you're going to be on the edge of your seat. The lead-up to the climax is one of the best lead-ups to an action movie I have ever seen. I'm not ready to say that this is the most entertaining movie of all time, but I just might be. When I see it for the second time, uh, hopefully next weekend in IMAX, and if it does what I think it will do, which is 
uh, keep me on the edge of my seat with my uh, blood seconds. pressure up and my heart rate up, uh, Three, I will declare it the most entertaining two, movie of one. all time. Time. I had to go big. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's intense. So, yeah, honestly, I can't wait for you guys to see it. Uh, as everyone knows, who knows me, I'm prone to hyperbole. Uh, I'm prone to uh, very Is this much better than Triple Frontier? Yes. The greatest yes, action movie better. you've ever seen. No. Putting <laughs> <laughs> words in my mouth. I have never said that uh, ever. Pull but the clip. Top Gun Mavic. Intense and very entertaining. Um, okay, Arjuna, I will give you um, your 60 seconds here. Uh, we will start in... Three, two, one, go. Do you like movies under two hours? Do you like movies where you don't have to see 30 other movies to understand it? Then Bob's Burgers, the movie, is for you. It's fun, it's easy to follow, and it's for the whole family. You got jokes for the kids, jokes for the parents, even jokes for the grandparents. Uh, As someone who has never really watched Bob's Burgers before... uh, I went into this movie knowing almost zero to like zero about the family, uh, the cast, the characters, the setting at all. Uh, and I still had a really good time. It was a good, a good mix of, of comedy and fun and mystery. Um, and also they did a great job of not spoiling any of the movie in the trailer. So you really have no idea what to expect in this movie. It could have honestly been about anything. Ten seconds. Uh, and it, it was. And uh, I really enjoyed it. So if you've just got a free afternoon and, and want to just have an easy Three, movie, go watch two, Bob's Burgers. One, movie. zero. At night. <laughs> oh, you went over. You're disqualified. <laughs> I win. No, just kidding. Uh, wow. That, great pitch. Damn. That's... Uh, very smart to lead off with. You don't need uh, 20 other movies to go enjoy this one. And it being under two hours. That's a great selling point. Because it feels like... And let's talk about this real quick. It feels like every movie that we've seen in theaters uh, is part of a f- huge franchise. and is at least two and a half hours. Or it feels two and a half hours. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse yeah. of Madness. If you had not watched WandaVision, the movie... It's confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I love how I love how that movie just keeps seeping into this uh, podcast that has nothing to do with it because uh, it's madness. It's multi. It is. It is madness. Uh, let's uh, let's end this podcast real quick with uh, some uh, some was it news? Uh, we got a She Hulk trailer. Um, looks very interesting. I've seen both good and bad online. Actually. That's kind of the state of the world. You're going to get good and bad with every anything that you put out these days. But, uh, uh, Arjuna, initial impressions of the She-Hulk trailer. I just, I, would, I just want to know when it takes place. Um, maybe, maybe I'm a weirdo for focusing in on this. But as soon as I you saw are. Hulk, I locked right into his arm, right? Because as we know, at the end of Endgame, like, his arm gets blown off. The last time we saw Hulk was in the Shang-Chi post-credits where he was... No longer Professor Hulk. He was Human Hulk, but he still had the he still had the um, the, the the arm in the cast. Even though it, it seemed Great like point. the skin had healed and whatnot, this one he is Professor Hulk again, and the arm is completely fine. Um, so there's two options. It seems like there's a, there there's a few options here, right? The first option is he's a scroll. This isn't the real. <laughs> this isn't this isn't Professor Hulk at all. The second option is Jesus. this is. Pre, this is between Infinity War and Endgame. So he's become Professor Hulk. Uh, he became Professor Hulk in between the snap. Uh, and this is exploring that five-year period that they haven't really explored yet at all. And that's when She-Hulk kind of came about. Uh, the third option is his arm is healed. And he can now just go between Bruce Banner and Professor Hulk. Uh, which is a weird choice because at least how it was presented in Endgame was Professor Hulk was kind of the endgame for him in terms of... There was no more Bruce Banner. There is no more Hulk. It is just Professor Hulk. Yeah, I want to. I want to touch on your first. Uh, those are all three very good. Um, the fourth option, of course, is it's a it's a different it's a different timeline, different multiverse. Oh, that's true. Uh, but we we won't go there. Right Forgot now. about that one. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's the, unfortunately, it's the big elephant in the room uh, with Marvel. But I want to touch on your first one real quick. Uh, that he's a scroll. Uh, there's a few. There's a few. Um, nuggets i think we can drop around this uh, particular theory one um bruce banner doesn't particularly enjoy being the hulk and so it would be very strange for his character to um 
impose that on someone else. No, maybe impose is not the right word, but even offer it to someone else because he had struggled with balancing that persona for so long and he views it more as a curse most of the time than it right. is a blessing. Yeah. Um, so th- it being a scroll seems more plausible. Second, um, secret invasion is a thing. Juno, what do you know about Tis. secret invasion? So, because I don't know, I don't know anything. I just see Secret it right Invasion <laughs> is a Disney Plus show starring everyone's favorite actor Samuel L. Jackson as right. Nick Fury. However, Kevin Feige and Samuel L. Jackson dropped some big news at the upfronts that were this week for television uh, when they kind of talked about Secret Invasion a little bit uh, and said that this show takes place between Infinity War and Endgame. There's just one big issue with that, Krishna. The post-credits of Infinity War specifically show Nick Fury being dusted as he hits the beeper to summon Captain Marvel. So, obviously then, a scroll took his place during those five years. So, if you remember in (laughs) Far From Home, that post-credits scene is Talos being revealed as Nick Fury. Now, Ben Mendelsohn, who plays Talos, has been confirmed to be in this show as well. Obviously, he being the most well-known scroll on screen so far. But what it could potentially be is Fury gets dusted, and that's when he decides he's going to take on Nick Fury in those interim five years. Potentially. Uh, also, yeah, also, they've, they've sort of been teasing this time period for Secret Invasion for a while. If you think back, I believe it's toward the end of Endgame when Peter Parker is going back to school uh, and he he meets up with um, his friend. I forget his name. Uh, and in the hallway. Ned, thank you. And meets up with Ned and in the hallway. And if you look down the hallway, a lot of people say you can see, I think it's Ben Mendelsohn. Mendelsohn. Yeah, yeah. Mendelsohn's character just, you know, just standing there like in, as a human. Um and so people have said, oh, that's a weird place to put a scroll character, you know? Um, and as, you, as you've already said as well, uh, yeah, the, the whole the Nick, Fury, the Nick Fury thing is really interesting because the last time I think we think we see the real one, he's on a spaceship, right? Uh, right. He's on a... Um, that's part of the Far From Home uh, post credit scene. Right. Oh, right. That's right. Exactly. Um, and then even in, so, no, in No Way Home, when Peter is in custody, he's like, talk to Nick Fury. They say, Nick Fury has been off planet for over a year, is what right. they said. So at exactly. least according to human knowledge, right? Fear, yeah. and, uh, the year being since he came back from Endgame. So here's the issue. Now, now here's another issue. If... Fury, because Fury was officially dusted. If you remember in Endgame, they're kind of going through the missing people, and Fury's name, you know, flashes on there. Um, Fury has been said to have been off world for a year since he came back from Endgame. How are they going to explain that? Is he Fury? Is why and why would Talos be Nick Fury in space? That is a wonderful point. The only reason I could think of is that Nick Fury and Captain Marvel have a connection. Captain Marvel is the premier space hero. Right. So the only, the, only, the only reason I could come up with is they decide to be Nick Fury to manipulate Captain Marvel, right, in space. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then when the real Captain Fury comes back, they decide to switch places. Captain Fury, the real one, decides, I'll stay in space. You go take care of things on Earth and keep everything running smoothly hunky dory or or they're keeping nick fury in space kind of against his will though it didn't seem that way and they're gonna let uh, uh secret invasion guy um talos loose yeah uh also one other thing i want to bring up with secret invasion uh this is one of my favorite theories that we've ever generated from was it good if you think back to hawkeye we all thought kingpin um Played by uh, Vincent Morfeo. Thank you. Uh, super strange character. Super strange acting job. <laughs> and he was even asked about it. Uh, and he was like, what do you mean? I'm just, this is how I play the character. And we're all like, this is bullshit. Why are you wearing a Hawaiian shirt uh, in winter? You know, 
so our theory is that the kingpin from the Hawkeye show, uh, very different than what we saw in Daredevil, and he is a scroll himself. So it seems to be, you know, whether it's true or not, we're getting scroll major scroll vibes the whole way through. So, that actually, uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good transition for one last thing I forgot to put on the outline, uh, and that is the rumor that Daredevil is actually coming back that's right. uh, on Disney+. And yes. the one question I have for you, Krishna, is this. If this Daredevil on Disney Plus is not R-rated, like the Netflix version, will it be good? Can they do a PG-13 Daredevil? With this, it's because it's Charlie Cox, right? We know he's yep. part of the MCU canon. He's gonna be he's gonna be appearing in the Echo Show. He's allegedly rumored to appear in She-Hulk. You know, um, obviously the King. Um, so back. yeah, so. Can yeah, a couple. Yeah, a couple things here. I don't think there's any way it can be rated R. Um, so I think we can automatically plug it in at PG or PG thirteen, right? Um, can it be good? I think it can. But it's it's going to be. You're going to have to lean into sort of that gag that we saw with his brief cameo in um, Spider Man, the the new Spider Man. No movie, way home. Right. No way home. Where he, you know, he he plays like you know. He catches the the missile or the rock, the bomb thing, uh, the, the rock, brick. whatever, the brick. Yeah, I was like, what came through the window? A brick, um, you know. And it, it, you add a little bit of that that patented MCU humor to him, and uh, you're gonna have to not lean all the way. You still want him to be a badass, obviously, but you're gonna, you you're gonna have to change that character a little bit. I don't want to say retcon the character, but you are, you are gonna have to change him. You're gonna have to throw in a little bit more of that humor. Um, you know that that quick, you know MCU, the, the quick Disney. Uh, I don't know what the right word is. Style, I guess. Um, it it can be good. Um, I just I'll have to wait and see. I'm I'm really not sure. Do we know when that show's dropping though? By the way, uh, I mean this that? is it's just a rumor, and I would assume gotcha. with like uh, with She Hulk dropping this year, Echo dropping next year, like and everything else dropping. Like this is probably like 2025. 2026 like far far away you know like so plenty plenty of time for it to get canceled yeah so that's, plenty, uh, plenty yeah. of time for the was it good crew to, to join the, the the creative team behind it and mold it into our own <laughs> why would we do daredevil of all the things because we uh, get the scraps to start <laughs> yeah that's true and then build build up build ourselves up i like it uh and then last thing before we get out of here is uh stranger things season four um first of all those kids aged quick. Jesus, they're like almost adults. So uh, everyone's making a joke of uh, the main the main uh, kid, Finn Wolfhead. He's like <laughs> really tall now, and everyone's like, "Is Real he gangly. is he six ten? Is he playing in the NBA?" <laughs> he looks like he looks like um I don't know if you uh, Chet Holmgren. He's a NBA draft prospect. He's he's yeah. gonna get drafted top three. He looks just like him. Chet is this? I think Chet is seven two. And just real thin and real gangly and real awkward. Uh, look up Chet Holmgren. I think that's Finn Wolfhead. Uh, that's his future. Um, but Arjuna, you have a note here. Episodes, I don't, and, and I quote, this is uh, Arjuna, a quote, real quote from Arjuna. Episodes are real fucking long. Arjuna, can you elaborate on this quote that you put here in the outline? Yeah, for sure. So apparently uh, a finale. So first of all, it's kind of weird how they're dropping these episodes. So like episodes one through seven drop uh, also on May 27th. Busy day uh, on the content calendar. Uh, And then episodes eight and nine, just two episodes drop July 1st. And the ninth episode in particular is... Two-plus hours. They're really going experimental on their uh, release. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. Episodes, it sounds like... Yeah. It sounds like... Sorry, real quick. It sounds like episode nine is then basically two or three episodes smushed together. It's like a and movie. they're like, let's just release this as a movie. Pretty much. And that's... And that's the second to last episode. Is that correct? That's the last episode. The last episode. Oh, it is the last. Okay. And then the episode eight is like an hour 30. Episode seven oh, is wow. like an hour 40. Holy shit. 
Wow. Okay. I'm. I'm. I'm curious. Uh, I don't. I said this when Vox Machina came out. I was like, I really hope that more of these streaming networks decide to experiment a little bit. And what Vox Machina did, I think it was twelve episodes, and they basically just released three episodes for a month each week for a month. And I love that because it allowed you to basically build your own viewing experience. Right. You could watch three episodes as each week as a movie. So you got Vox, a Vox Machina movie each week. Um, or if you want to, you could spread it out. You could watch an episode Monday, Tuesday, and Friday, right? Kind of create your own schedule, viewing schedule, knowing that there was more to come. Uh, Stranger Things, is, it sounds like... The, I'm very curious to see what this viewing experience is like because this is this is unique. I don't, I don't think I can't think of another show that's been released quite like this. Uh, so seven, you're saying s- yeah. yeah, seven so and then two. That very interesting, and yeah, and it sounds like they're going to try and capture everyone's attention on that first week, get everyone to binge this thing in time for them to then binge the last two episodes, which sounds like four hours of television. Which is like another season, let's be honest, um, on that next weekend. So instead of only dominating the conversation for a week or two, like, you know, which is kind oh, of it's like not, Netflix's it's not a weekend, model. though. It, it's May 27th, and then it's July 1st. So there's a month in between. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said June 1st. No, July. It's so they July are 1st. really trying then to dominate the conversation for two months instead of just their three, Potentially, two or three I, week. I, I've run. also heard the rumor. The reason they're kind of breaking it up into two is so they can get nominated for Emmys twice. I think for the same season. Uh, so with like the delineation or the cutoff is like sometime in June, and so uh, and this has been done for a few years. Like Breaking Bad did a similar thing with their fifth season. They did a part one and part two, and that was so like. It got nominated in two different Emmy cycles. Um, it's it's become a popular thing to do in television, but the seven two delineation is what's uh, what's really weird. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's curious. Um, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. We'll see. I, I like the idea of this experiment because the more experimentation, the more you know options we'll ultimately get. Um, so I think that's a good thing. But uh, anyway, I think that's going to do it. Um, thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another episode of What's It Good. Once again, we'll be at Star Wars Celebration. If you're at Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim uh, next weekend, come check us out uh, in the podcast stage, 5 p.m. on Thursday. That's 5 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, we will be having an episode. Uh, it will, of course, be Star Wars-themed. Uh, um Make sure that you follow us on YouTube at youtube.com slash was it good. We're also on TikTok at was it good pod, Instagram at was it good pod. Uh, we're on Twitter at was it good. And be sure to check out our website at was it good.info for fun blog content, pictures, links, and other We have videos. a couple blogs on there. We have two, exactly a couple. I was supposed to do a third. So, Harry, if you're listening, please don't kill me. You should That's do it. it. I should do it. That'll do it. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.